Hey, nonprofit founders and leaders, change makers and dreamers, are you searching for new ways to be heard amidst the overwhelming noise and confusion of these uncertain times? Giving Heartbeat is the place to make connections and ignite sparks of compassion into forces for good and together turn unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Conversations with dynamic nonprofit champions from across the planet reveal how they turned passion into action and obstacles into achievements. I'm your host, Donna Valente. Welcome. Over the past three decades, I've met hundreds of incredible nonprofit changemakers from around the world. It's my passion and mission to promote them. This is Giving Heartbeat. Welcome. Hello, Giving Heartbeat listeners. We are back in the studio with Sandy Gannon and Hope Kalabala, who are co-founders of Kisubaka Uganda. Uh, in the U.S., it's a U.S. 501c3 charity, and in Uganda, an NGO charity. Welcome back in the studio, Hope and Sandy. Uh, now we get to talk a little bit more in depth about the incredible things that are going on at your school and the children. And the um, I'd like to talk about the power of sponsorship for the children and their families. So um, the sponsorship uh, provides um, education for the children and medical care for the child and the family. Um, it also, what happens is the, the um, child feels very special to know that someone halfway across the world is thinking of them and praying for them and providing their support so that they can be educated. We provide um, updates on the family. So now in the COVID situation, the kids aren't in school. Our community leaders are going to the families to find out what's happening. And we're having the children write to their sponsors and we keep the communication going, even though the children are not in school. That's how we're trying to keep them from ending up um, being laborers or it brought into um, prostitution. That's amazing. And uh, your your nonprofit is really special to me. Um, I met you five years ago at a religious retreat for women in New Hampshire. And um, that was just when I had my book coming out. So I had a little table there. And I remembered you having all these amazing um, crafts and pieces of clothing and things from Uganda. But I had no idea what was behind all of that. So this was maybe um, almost 10 years, seven years after you all started and, and what you've done even since then. And then mm-hmm. uh, the following year or two is when I heard you speak about how you got involved. And it moved me so much. And then since then, I've been supporting Shakira now in our third year. And it, mm-hmm. and she's just so special to our family. She It feels like she's our goddaughter. And, and the sponsorship, it's it's like a buck a day, people, and it takes 
her school for the year, her uniforms, her books, her food, medical care for her entire family. It's incredible. And she writes me these beautiful letters and I get these pictures of Sandy. If this is ever going to go on video, I have Sandy and Shakira here. And it's just such a special thing that I love to do. Like that always comes first in things that I check off that I need to take care of. So uh, that's why it's special to me. And um, I'm, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the number of kids that are sponsored and how um, how people get, can get involved to be a sponsor. And so there are about 217 um, children mm -hmm. sponsored and um, how people can get involved. And that's, it's sponsorship for many things. It's sponsorship for primary education, high school, all levels of high school. And we um, sponsor children in the trades. We have mechanics and hairdressers in the trades. One young man is learning to be an electrician. So it doesn't have to um, be university, but we have several students in university. We stay with the child until they're successful. Um, and so a spot, uh, someone interested in sponsoring could reach out to me and let me know um, what their passion is. Do they want to sponsor a young child um, early into school? Do they want to sponsor a boy or a girl? Um, what age, what you know, interests, you know, some children want to be singers, so it would be nice to match them up with the musicians. So when someone um, says they want to sponsor, usually I pray before I select a child if they say they want me to select it for them. That's amazing. Um, so and what I love also about your nonprofit, you guys, is that you you guys, you I say guys, that's, I'm from Jersey, so that's my <laughs> vernacular. But you people have it in your heart to do this, and you don't have a huge staff. It's like a handful of people that have accomplished this incredible, incredible village that's grown into it's incredible i mean i say i'm saying that a lot but it's really true and that's why i'm so happy you're my first interview because mm -hmm. people around the world are going to hear this podcast and i'm hoping we'll learn about your incredible work and you know want to support it want to do something be moved to to do something as well because there are people like you that are doing these things for people out of love because god puts it on their heart and it's amazing it's interesting because up until July, I was um, supported by my church as a missionary. Uh, but my church is, um, we've been adopted by another church, so we still exist. But the adopting church is no longer supporting me as a missionary. So this July, now a Kisaboka employee having to fundraise wow. my income. So that is uh, a change this year, which is exciting. And we have Hope and Patty in Uganda. The three of us work together every day, and we have a board here that supports the work, keeps me in control. And um, we have a, a Kisboka Initiative Board also, which I'm a part oh, of that That's board. incredible. So they're, they're, I'm the only... Um, as of July, the only paid employee in um, the U.S. And Hope and Patty are paid. And you Uganda. also have other jobs, right? 
three. Yes. I work um, two other jobs. <laughs> I do um, um, gardening, and I also am the administrative um, office administrator for the church, which the new adopting church kept me in that position. So they're not supporting me as a missionary, but they are supporting me as a part-time gotcha. employee. So you are, you're yeah. one busy woman, that's for sure. Um, so um, Hope, do you want to talk about anything specifically that um, you'd like to share with our listeners about what's going on in Uganda at Kisubaka? Yeah, we are very grateful to God uh, with what he's doing with the children. Uh, the way they are being impacted. And uh, we are grateful to God for the sponsors because, uh, like Mom said, this, it is not just uh, what they give in, in terms of money, but it's also the reflection of love that these people, some of these people have not received love, and some of them uh, really need to understand that somebody loves them. So for them to know that they have a sponsor somewhere, it is really very, very important for them. It kind of uh, tells them that uh, they they are valued in life. So, and uh, that aside, the way the sponsorship is impacting these people, we have seen uh, people who started, uh, who were at the verge of dropping out of school, and they came back to school. We are able to have them back in school. And we are about to have someone graduating the university. So that is really, really exciting. And... Uh, to be a part of to be a part of an organization that is really impacting people is a blessing for us too. Very, very good blessing. Yeah. That's amazing. And what I also love about uh, your organization is that it's it's um a hand up. It's not a hand out. You're teaching you're giving these kids what is in their heart and following them through and taking care of their families and you know, letting it be about them and not about, oh, we're helping you. Right. We're trying to empower them, exactly. not enable them. So um, what we've successfully done, we, we first had to, um, one of the biggest challenges of the work we're doing is the parents didn't, um, I won't say they didn't value education, but they're subsistent farmers. So it was a sacrifice to send their children to school when they really needed mm -hmm. them in the field. loved the children and the families and provided, and they are now um, seeing value in education and sending their children to school and willing to pay. So at some point, we're going to be able to work our way out of paying school fees. So you're, uh, we cut out a little bit when you were talking about they were needed in the field. Um, so you had to... Uh -huh. to educate the parents and the families about how that education was a value and worth them not working in the field to help right. just to sustain the family and then actually to have them understand and then pay for that through your help in giving vocational assistance I suppose it's it would be and just everything just the well I mean I've seen things where mm -hmm. it takes hours and hours a day just to get the water from a dirty pool that women carry on their heads. Oh, I know. 
that takes mm-hmm. I can't imagine that taking so many hours out of out of the day just you know just get the those requirements of living so that's amazing yes and it was um, through loving the children and the parents that they learned value and when they saw the children graduating being supported when they finished seventh grade and we didn't have a high school we thought now we can't end their education in the seventh grade so we funded them to go to high school and the high school in the village wasn't qualified so last year we opened our own high school and this year we've expanded it to be all um, there's advanced level and ordinary level we had ordinary which is um, eight through the same as an associate's degree. So we're adding that for our wow. students So you next cut it year. just when you were saying eighth through. So could... Oh, eight through... Um, eight through 11, 11. And then there's an also a university program. That... It, it's um, kind of like associates um, so that they're really specifically learning. They've identified what mm-hmm. they want to be and what they want to do to get into university. So they have to take um, an exam after senior six to see if they qualify to get into university and what programs they qualify for. So they really start their path there. So do you have students that started out that you knew from the very beginning? Um, Do you follow up with them? Are they involved in the school? How does that, that must be very gratifying. Peter is our very first um, high school graduate. He graduated, oh, not high schools, um, primary seven. The first child to graduate from primary seven in 2010. And he should be graduating from university this June, but because of COVID, Mm -hmm. it's being delayed. And um, so we have that. There are um, several kids that we've watched grow up and Mm -hmm. now they're parents. And they got married when they were in their 20s, so that's a lot better than, um, you know, mm-hmm. 15 um, or 13. A lot of the moms in the village actually were married off at 13 and had wow. children at 14. Um, so to not have that. So, yeah, I've watched many, many kids grow up. I'm actually known as Mom oh, Sandy in the village. I love that. And... um Let's see. So what do you see in the future for Kisubaka, Uganda, and, and how would you identify success and, and what would you need to get there? So uh, success is um, when girls are encouraged to be educated and not um, pressured into getting married and having children mm-hmm. so young so that they can have a future beyond, um, you know, just being a mother, which is very important and not something I'm against, but just not so young. Um, And one of my biggest uh, challenges right now, or it's on my heart, is Baca is very um, 
you're into the spiritualists and witch doctors and things like that. 90% of the village goes to witch doctors and believe in them rather than doctors because it is what they know. Baca has a very deep history in witch doctors because witch doctors believe in order to, um, you communicate with their gods through the dead. And there are many dead kings buried in Baca. So I think there's seven kings so they're the most powerful dead to talk to, to talk to the gods. So it's really the, a center of the witch doctor community. There are more witch doctors and shrines in Baca than wow. can be counted. And it is what the people know. So our next project is to um, start a clinic so that um, even though we offer mm-hmm. medical and health care, a lot of people don't go. Because it's mm-hmm. it's too far. Um, it is in another village. So if they obviously, if they take a boat, a boat, it will take a day's pay to get there. Um, if they walk, it'll take them two hours plus. The people about options and that children with epilepsy and handicaps, migraines, they're not um, bewitched. So that's what's... Um, Very interesting. That was another thing that was um, caught my attention was how you're so inclusive of everyone in the village and um, all people with all kinds of um, issues, physical, um, whatever. And uh, that, of course, touches my heart. Yeah, we have a, a, a physical therapist, Tony, He um, goes to Baca three times a week to do physical therapy to um, four children that have uh, cerebral palsy um, and one has spinal TB. And so he goes and he takes care of them and they'll never go to school. An achievement for them will be they can feed themselves. But God loves every single person and he wants us to live into what he has for us. So that's, we, we um, include all. If God puts you in our path, we do that's what awesome. we can to help. I'm actually working on getting a blind man a piggery. <laughs> he, he's um, fetches water for builders, so he knows his way around Baca. He's very successful oh. in doing that and... We believe with some small help, he'll be able to that run his really own cool. business. Is that something that maybe somebody that might be listening could help out with? Oh, That's yes. That's very cool. Yeah. So anybody out there that loves pigs and wants to help help a blind farmer in Uganda, in Baca, get in touch with Sandy. That would be so incredible to know you would have that impact. So we saw Hope back on our screen and... And then um, he's gone again. Unfortunately, the internet is not so reliable in in Uganda as it's handy. No, it's not. No, it's not. It is not. Neither is electricity. Well, is there anything else that you would like to talk about, about Kisubaka, Uganda, and and, um, before we say farewell to our listeners? Um, And um, we'll give your website out again and but if there's there's anything that you would like us to know please share Sandy. 
Um, well, the one thing, and we already talked about this, is the book that Hope Kalabala wrote, Whose Daughter Am I? It's, it's available on Amazon, and it really will give you an insight into what the lives of a girl is, girls are in Baca and Uganda. And that's what we're really on a mission to change, to uplift girls so that, you know, they're, they're empowered to live their full life. That's amazing. And, and so powerful that you are doing it on such a personal, um, loving manner. You know, you're not doing. Oh, I know them all. I know the kids. <laughs> when we go in February, what I do is we um, go to every class. We meet the child. We write down their name. We get their parents' information, and I pray for them all the time. So, and I look at their pictures and I hear their stories. And it's yeah, very personal. It's, personal. it's incredible. People out there listening, it is incredible. So I hope you will join me in sponsoring an uh, amazing kid or young adult in Uganda or an adult who wants to start a piggery. That would be very cool, too. Um, well, Sandy, she, the, everyone will be served and loved. And um, I love you, Sandy. I love what you do. I'm so proud to have you on my podcast. And um, hopefully we'll get a lot of ears on this and, and get some help for what you're doing. It's really incredible. And so I think with that, we will sign next time. Till next time on Giving Heartbeat. Thank you so much. It is my favorite subject, and I really appreciate awesome. you asking. Andy. All right. Well, take care. Well, that's a wrap for this episode of Giving Heartbeat, where we make unsung heroes into everyday superheroes. Please be my hero and subscribe, download, rate, and review and tell all your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Naomi Charney for my beautiful cover art. Thanks to Chris Hogan for his theme music, Pure Magic, and to audio engineer extraordinaire Don Sternacker at Mixolydian Studios. Please take action today to support nonprofits that connect with your passion. Be the change you want to see in the world. Until next time, the beat goes on. This is Donna Valente. Peace out. Peace out.